Alright, alright. Welcome back for another Soul Chat Saturdays. It's your girl Mawaya here to bring you the music, the noise of our souls today. And I wanted to continue the conversation that I um, started last week about fulfilling your own needs. Now y'all know that this is the month of love and relationships. And I definitely want to take a moment to speak about the love and the relationship that we have with ourselves. Now I know that fulfilling your own needs can be triggering to many people. It was definitely triggering to myself because it's like, what the heck? Why would I need to fulfill you know all my needs when I want somebody to fulfill certain needs for me? And there's nothing wrong with wanting that. So let me give you an example. As a woman, you know, wanting a man to provide a stable foundation for a potential family, you know, that's something that I would want somebody to fulfill, my partner to fulfill. And that, you know, that requires, you know, having to do away with certain partners bring in certain partners you know as you're dating and things like that but what a lot of women and this is just one example but what a lot of women get trapped into is that they're looking at partner that will provide that specific need but maybe that's all he provides and you know you get to a point where you're desperate for that one particular need to be filled that you become willing to put up with other behaviors that do not serve you and you end up in desperate situations or you start off desperate because you need this one need fulfilled and you're willing you you take it to the first person that gives it to you without vetting all the other things that you would require um, so going back to the idea of fulfilling your own needs, you know, I definitely want to, you know, speak to ladies and the men, but I'll start with the ladies when it comes to this particular example. Sometimes we have to give to ourselves what we would want our masculine counterparts to give to us. And this is if you subscribe to, you know, more of a traditional view of things where, Maybe a man provides, you know, does things, provides a foundation for the household, a structure, pays the bills, and the woman uh, does more of the, the nurturing side of things. Now, gender roles can look like anything. That's just one example of a gender role, and traditional gender roles are the easiest to use as far as an example goes. So, but e either way, whatever the roles are, and no matter if you're in a heterosexual relationship, a gay relationship, lesbian relationship, um, and anything in between and all of that alley, we require our partner, or we, you know, would expect our partner to fulfill certain actions. And even if y'all switch off, and some, some days you do a certain thing, and, another, and other days it's a, your other partner, your other person does that same thing. But it becomes a problem when we become desperate for that need to be filled and we don't even take the time to fulfill our own needs. So this is where you get into that toxic culture where you have like women now just sleeping around to get a bag, you know, having babies just to get a bag, 
going to the highest bidder just to, to, you know, just to get a bag. And they, you know, will go with the most toxic guys ever just to get money. Where when they could be working on their own business, working on their own ways of getting money that doesn't compromise who they are. Now, some of them might say that it doesn't, they don't feel like they're compromising. They're just doing what they what they want to do. And, you know, they're out there having fun and, and they just getting paid. Hey, all right, that's, you know, more power to you. At the same time, you are giving up something. You know, it might be companionship and love just to get paid. So you are giving up something. But what if you could have a life on your own terms where you don't have to compromise? And you don't have to go to the, the bottom of the barrel uh, when it comes to personality, companionship, all for the sake of money. And that's what I mean by fulfilling your own need. You're talking emotionally and physically. And, you know, it's best to do this before you get into a relationship just to even prove to yourself that you can do it. So if you're out there searching for a woman that will be your safe haven, will be your, you know, your shoulder when you need it, your backbone when you need it, you know, have you given that to yourself? Because the moment you find a partner that does want to give that to their person and they, they match you in all, the, all those ways, as soon as they're not able to give it to you, that's when resentment starts to creep in. That's when arguments and fights and uh, about things that don't even, you know, don't even really matter. But because the underlying need is not being filled anymore, you know, any little thing can cause an argument. Because you're you're requiring, you're expecting that person to fulfill something that's supposed to make you happy. I think it was like uh, Will Smith and uh, Jada, you know, you can have your opinions on how you view their relationship and your opinions about that. But he did say, Will Smith said that, you know, for the la I I'm not gonna, I'm gonna butcher the quote, so I'm not gonna try to quote him exactly, but basically what he was saying was that, um, you know, we need to be happy on our own. We need to be basically 100% on our own. I'm not her source of happiness and she's not my source of happiness. Now, I think when, you know, as they are together, they can be each other, they can enjoy each other's company and be happy with each other. But he had already spoken to the point of, if she's being fulfilled and her happiness is based on me, and I change or the relationship ends or whatever the case may be where something is not sustained any longer, then what is she, she's gonna be out here, you know, depressed. And I'm not talking about like after a normal breakup, like anybody will be sad. So that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about as far as like, she's now gonna be looking to other people desperately to, to fill a void because she placed that need onto somebody else instead of finding ways to give it to herself first. So, you know, it's it's one of those things. It's like you know, you gotta you gotta test it out. You gotta see if you can give yourself what you've been searching for. Whether it is companionship, whether whether it is attention, like I spoke about last week, whether it is um, you know trust and loyalty, all of those qualities that we look for in other people, have we given it to ourselves? 
and even to even more specific how we give it to our inner child which is pretty much driving this entire operation so how we gain the trust of our inner child how we've been loyal to our inner child our authentic selves the self the soul that came here purely when we were first born into this world have we been loyal to that person but we want loyalty from other people but we haven't even given that loyalty to ourselves we want trust from other people but have we created trust between ourselves and our inner child can our inner child trust us to take care of it to provide it what it needs it understands that everything is within now our egos just need to understand that so this brings me to the point of self-love and I go into detail I'm gonna be dropping a, a video soon a YouTube video soon about self-love and I go into detail about three levels of self-love and here I'm gonna kind of expand upon it because I talked about it in the video um, but I'm gonna go I'm gonna, I'm gonna go a little bit a little bit further and we're gonna talk about level three so level three of self-love is probably the deepest side of self-love and I'll be curious to see if self-love can get even deeper now, universe, don't be giving me all the trials and tribulations to, to see that. Give me a break. But I've at least got, been able to break into level three of self-love. And this love, it comes in the form of the past, present, and future self. So just to kind of recap, you have level one, which is what everybody knows what self-love is, aka self-care. Taking a mental health day. Turning off your phone. Um, treating yourself to a nice dinner, treating yourself to a new uh, wardrobe, getting your hair done, getting the shape up, all those things. That's level one. Level two is the work. The work where self-love becomes discipline, meaning setting boundaries, speaking your truth, taking care of your body, doing the things that aren't necessarily fun, but your higher self and your adult self knows that the benefits outweigh the cost. That's level two self-love that a lot of people have been tapping into, especially dealing with boundaries and mental health. You know, level two is really the mental health uh, sector of self-love. And then level three. So the past, present, and future self. So this is the self-love that transcends time. This is loving yourself on all the layers that exist. And if you believe in, you know, the the thought that time does not exist and the whole idea of the fourth dimension where space and time are combined, basically, three space and time, then you know that all these things, past, present, and future, all exist at the same time. On a more practical level, we know that they all exist at the same time because we, as a person right now in the present, can think about our past, present, and future self right now. So they all exist right now. You can conceptualize, you can think about it, you can dive into it, what it looks like, what it looked like, what it can look like. 
So going back to that past self, the past self is your inner child. In the video, I talk about how easy it is to love that inner child. But I'm going to go take it a step further because sometimes it is not easy. So it is on one hand, it is very easy to love your inner child, depending on how you're viewing your inner child. If you're viewing it as like, a, you know, a very young child, you know, where maybe you, you find yourself at three years old, where you go back into a memory or a feeling sensation where you first had a traumatic experience, your first memory, and it was something negative. You know, your three and four year old self got left behind at that at that time frame. So you can go back to that three and four year old and easily look at that child and love on it, give it what it needs, what it needed in that moment, you can now provide for it in the present via your thoughts and, and visualization and opening your heart and all those different techniques. And give it what it need, what it needed now that you are an adult. Now there are there is past versions of ourselves that we don't like. They're all still children because they all are kind of acting out in a childlike way. But say like something in high school, maybe you hurt one of your best friends and it's something that you just can't get over. Well, technically, that is your past self. Technically, that self is not a child. But what you can do is look at that teenager and you make space for it. Make space, say you, you, you know, you cut out your best friend and now y'all no longer talk. And that one argument led to y'all ending the relationship. And now it's been 10 years and you regret that it ended the way it did. Well, you can go back, look back at your teenage self. And first of all, you have to forgive yourself. You forgive yourself for knowing that you did, you you acted out because there was hurt, there was pain, there was anger. Um, or let's take it even further, you did something that you knew was wrong and you regret it now. You can go back in time and really think about why did you make the decision that you made? What led you up to that point? And forgive yourself for not knowing what you know now. Not understanding the way the world works, the way you understand it now. You love on that teenager. You love on that and, and find the innocence in it. It doesn't excuse what you did, but it's gonna create a space where you can actually start to forgive yourself so that you don't carry that teenager around and, and, and that teenager's now reacting in the present moment that you just brought the past to the present. So you wanna be able to leave the past in the past all the while making sure that there's no negative energy left in the past. So you love on that that teenager and you find space for it and you forgive, forgive that person, that past person that you used to be. Once you start to heal your inner child, you start to see that you are capable of fulfilling your own needs. You really start to build a bond between your inner world and your present self. Your inner child will begin to trust that whenever you get triggered, whenever something reminds you of something that happens in the past, that you will take care of it, that you will make sure that that child is protected. And we are talking about in the most loving way. So, that, so if you're reacting negatively to a trigger, then you have not healed. Because once you heal, you're no longer triggered. 
so the trigger goes away and so you begin to build that trust you begin to build a bridge between your past self and your present self and then you know loving yourself in the future so I kind of go into this in the video you know visualizing where you where you're gonna be in the next month the next year are you proud of the path that you're on are you excited about anything in the future do you know who you are becoming are you, you know, are you um, okay with who you're becoming and if the, you know you answer no to those questions well you know there's some love work that you have to do there because that doesn't necessarily mean that you have to look at your present self because I'm going to come back to the present self doesn't necessarily mean you're looking at your present self and what you can do to change right now to get to your future self. It's more so understanding and believing that you can and that you will. That's how you cultivate love in the, in the future, for the future. Things may be shitty right now for you, but you know that you're capable of changing your circumstances. If it means with help from somebody, or you begin to formulate a plan, an exit strategy, if you need to exit, get out of a situation. And, you know, I'm speaking as like kind of matter of fact, but there is work that is involved in these spaces. So it's not going to just happen. You're not going to just feel confident and capable, you know, immediately. You're going to need to do the inner work in order to get there and all of these past present and future selves this is not an these are not isolated events so a lot of times when you forgive your past it gives you that strength to know that you can change your future and sometimes when you are planning for your future it allows you to forgive your past because you know you're no longer the same person and you know you won't make the same mistakes that you did in the past so these all these things are fluid and they don't you don't have to like tackle one at a time so utilize all of this together in a mixture of, of techniques but that's loving on your future self that's understanding that you are capable of fulfilling your own needs so that you don't have to be desperate looking for love in all the wrong places or settling for less because you you're already giving to yourself what you want somebody to give to you and then then we come to the present self the hardest the hardest version of ourselves to love because we are usually and this is me speaking from experience either in the past ruminating over what has happened in the past or you're in the future trying to get to the future you're hustling you're not really here present you're working on your things you're doing the damn thing you're you know making connections you're you're executing your goals you're just working you're working you're doing it but that's not being present that's being in the future and when you are that in that way when you are in hustle mode you're automatically telling your present self and your inner child that, con that is constantly and forever with you that this version of yourself is not good enough hence you're hustling to get to the future version of yourself that you see 
And in order to actually love yourself right now in the present, you have to be. You have to make space for the idea that what if you can't contribute anything else to society? What if you just became a rock? Are you no longer worthy of love? Because that could happen, you know? You could become brain dead. Would you look at a brain dead person as somebody who's not worthy of love? You could lose your arms tomorrow and be a, and, but you're a famous, famous piano player, not famous, but you know, you, that piano playing is your passion and you lost both your arms. Will you no longer have any inherent value and worth? So you have to learn to love yourself right now without having to believe that you are supposed to contribute anything to this realm of existence. You being alive right now and here, taking up space is enough, is enough to be worthy of all the love in the world. Now, in order to connect this for you, because maybe you're having resistance to that thought, you know, a lot of us would, especially, well, I was going to say in the West, but any culture, because all the humanity is programmed as a whole that we are supposed to be contributing in some way. If we're not contributing to ourselves, we're supposed to be contributing to a family, or we're supposed to be contributing to a job, or we're supposed to be contributing to society, or we're supposed to be contributing to our taxes, <laughs> you know? On every level, we're, we are made to feel guilty about not giving a piece of ourselves away. But when you think about a, a newborn baby, that newborn baby deserves all the goodness and love in the world all of it and they don't do a damn thing if anything they taken they they are taking everything <laughs> they're taking your sleep they're taking your bodily fluids for the mamas out there they are <laughs> they are rearranging your whole entire life but they no no less deserve love So you have to ask yourself, what has changed between your infancy self and your present self? And some people may say like, oh, well, I made so many mistakes. I've hurt people. I've done all these bad things. And you may have done bad things that hurt people. And you, the fact that you are even aware of that means, you know, I hope that you don't continue on that path and you, can, and you continue to heal yourself so you don't hurt people in the future. But even people who hurt people, and this is an extreme statement, but, you know, if you're in a loving space, which we cannot always be in because we're in this realm of existence, but once you get to a loving space, you know that every human being deserves love. And the only reason why we ever would commit atrocious acts to other people is because we don't feel loved we don't feel loved we feel like we have to retaliate or we just don't feel connected to each other which is love connection is love and that's the only way that you're able to actually hurt somebody is when you don't feel connected to them because if you felt connected to them you couldn't hurt them without hurting yourself it would it would almost kill you because of the emotional toll it will take on you, your guilt, your regret, your ruminating over the past, that will eat you alive. So you can't hurt somebody without hurting yourself. 
So even if you did hurt somebody in the past, you are still worthy of love. And you're still worthy of giving yourself the love that you are craving. Maybe other people cannot give you the love because you hurt them. They can't give you that love anymore. You hurt them and they have every right to withdraw and, and heal and move on. But you can still give yourself love and compassion and understanding without excusing your behavior because you're not going to do it anymore, right? I hope not. <laughs> but you can give yourself love because you still deserve love. You still deserve it. You still deserve it. You deserve the world just like that newborn baby, that two-year-old, that three-year-old that is wide-eyed and excited about what they're going to do in the next moment and in the next moment and the next moment and what else can they do and what else can they get into and what else can they learn. You deserve that excitement, that, that freedom, and just the, the awe and wonderment of life. But you have to give that to yourself because that's loving yourself. You have to set yourself free and you have to do it in the present moment. If you cannot unlock the love in the present moment, which is very possible to have that love locked down and still love your inner child and love your future self, you can still not love your present self. So once you unlock the present self-love, then your world opens up. And I have, you know, I have one technique that I feel like breaks the code on present self, self-love. And that is appreciating the uniqueness, like appreciating the fact that we have uniqueness in the world. And I'm not talking about uniqueness in the sense of like, oh, that person has freckles, like that's unique. I'm talking about every feature on your body is unique every single one and then the combination of it all is unique you see somebody on your social media feed that and I'm gonna use the physical appearance because that's usually what we judge first and foremost before we even listen to what they say and before we even take in their content we're looking at their features so that's a good place to start if you automatically judge something on them, either as good or bad, but we're gonna it's easier to start with the bad. If you start to judge somebody negatively based on how they look, whether it be, you know, the way their hair is, you, you know, skin tone, you know, some of y'all out here be judging based on that. It's societal programming, so just be honest with yourself. Their gender, any other physical feature, their clothes, the way they talk, the way they move their hands, if something irks you about them, take that as a moment to figure out, to look at, really look at them and start to train your mind to appreciate the fact that they are not living up to a standard that you have created for them. Because what has happened is that you have become that societal pressure and you have put that pressure onto them unknowingly and you now dismiss them because they don't live up to the pressure that you're putting them under but you cannot escape that tyranny that you have just created because you also keep yourself under that same pressure 
which is why you cannot love your physical appearance. You are holding yourself and everybody else around you to a standard, and you might not even know what that standard is. You know, you might say, well, I like, I don't, I don't adhere to societal standards. I don't, but you do if you judge the way somebody looks. There is some type of standard because how did they not meet that mark? How did they, in your mind, register as somebody that's like, mm, like a turnoff? So you do have a standard and we all have standards. But you gotta be honest with yourself, right? And so the exercise is you look at that person, whatever feature that is irking you, or just look at them as a whole, as a whole uh, combination of just different unique feature uh, features that cannot be replicated. Not even a twin can rep- be 100% replica- replicated um, exactly. So they have everybody has a unique combination of features. So you look at them and you say, "Wow, like." Thank God you're so unique. I don't have to necessarily like it, but I appreciate the fact that you have broke the mold. And you can say anything along those lines. You know, thank you for being the way you look. Thank you for presenting yourself and not being ashamed. Even though I'm judging you, you're still not ashamed of the way you look. And nor should you be. And as you get to train your brain, you have to do this, you know, this is a practice. You cannot just do these things one time. That's not self-love. Self-love, again, level two, that discipline, right? So the discipline doesn't stop in level three. So you, it's a practice. If you really want to truly love yourself, this is, one, this is to me, a, a foolproof way of getting there quickly. So as you make that space for that person or the people, you know, say practice it for a week. Every time. Every time you see somebody that's physically unappealing to you, thank them for showing themselves up in this world where otherwise they will be condemned and judged. And then slowly say these things to yourself. When you look in the mirror and you don't like the way your face looks that day, say you got dry skin or something, you know, you just looking rough. You need some sun. It's like, wow, like, thank you. Thank yourself, whatever your name is. Thank you, Mawaya, for showing up today and looking unique. Wow, you are really pushing the boundaries and the limits of what society can define as beautiful. Thank you for being who you are, regardless of any pressure. I hope you feel the freedom to just be. And you really create that space for yourself to just be. And that can translate to not only physical appearance, but also to acts. So say you have a a day where you literally cannot do nothing or you just really don't feel like doing anything. Instead of, you know, ruminating on the idea of, like, you're not doing enough, you feel like a failure, it's like, there is no one way to live this life. So I'm breaking the mold today. And I'm going to do something different. I'm just going to lay here and defy the odds. I'm going to challenge the status quo. I ain't going to do shit. (laughs) I ain't going to do anything. And you'll see the sky doesn't fall. People aren't going to be mad at you. You fully go into relaxation mode and provide the space for yourself. And again, if this is hard for you to do for yourself, start with other people. 
This is going to be one of those practices that you can start outside yourself and then bring it inside yourself. So start with other people. If you see somebody doing something, like say you see, you know, somebody on the street asking for money. You know, some people, people have different opinions about how they feel about that. But let's say you're the person that gets irritated by that. Why don't they just get a job? Why don't they just, you know, da 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 You know, not knowing their circumstances or anything else about them, we judge, right? So, whatever your judgments are. But you can also look at them that and, and say, like, you also look at them and say, wow, like, you must feel, you know, freedom. You must feel... You don't have any obligations you in the world like, you know, the rest of us do. It must be nice that not have to have bills. You know, whatever you got to say to make space for all different types of expressions in the world. I haven't really thought too deeply about that particular situation. But there is a way that you can make space for every type of lifestyle out there every type of way of moving in the world we always say that we want freedom but then every moment that we get to lock somebody down into a box we jump on that thus we jump on the moment to lock ourselves into a box and so you can't have both ways it's either freedom or not no freedom it's either freedom or hurt or lockdown right so start to practice that practice what you want to see in the world and then bring that back into yourself so that you can love yourself more deeply in all your states, in all your phases. And as you change, because you will change, as you change throughout your life and your present moment looks different and then different and then different again, you learn to love yourself in all the present moments that you have. And it becomes easier and easier over time. And you'll find that there are going to be natural shifts in your self-love journey. You're going to be, you're going to find that that negative self-talk will start to decrease because it has no power anymore. Or even when it does come, it doesn't affect you as nearly as much because you've learned how to create space for yourself. Sometimes just because we have, you know, mindset shifts doesn't mean our brains have not unprogrammed itself it's input that you have to continue to give it over and over again until it sticks so you even though you might know the truth you know that you're worthy of love you're gonna have to practice self-love over and over again until your brain goes on auto when it goes on autopilot it's on the autopilot of love and not self-deprecation That's really the goal. Because it's a beautiful thing that our brains can simplify the world for us. It's a beautiful thing that our brains like to categorize and organize things in such a way that makes us not have to think about every single action and every single thing. It can put things on autopilot for us. So why not train it to put love on autopilot instead of fear and judgment? So... Self-love is the best love. (laughs) And I always say, don't try to change the world. Change yourself. And the rest will follow.
All right, Mariah Tribe, thank you for listening to this Soul Chat Saturday. Happy Love Month. And I hope that you, you know, go and spread some love for the rest of the year. But this will be an ongoing conversation. If you want to connect with me on other platforms, you can follow me on Instagram at Mawai Tribe. Um, I have a YouTube channel called Mawai Tribe. And um, I have a TikTok, Mawai Tribe, there as well. <laughs> and if you have any questions or you want to reach out and, you know, you want, want to have a, a discussion, maybe you want me to bring up something on the podcast, feel free to email me at tribe, T-R-I-B-E, at mawaiatribe.com. And Mawaiya is spelled M-Y-W-Y-A. So tribe at mawaiatribe.com. I would love to hear from you guys. I would love to answer your questions. Um, So go ahead and send those in and um, we'll pick up next week. Happy journey.